when Jesus was born, God who had been invisible had been born into the world. Amen. Amen. He had been invisible. He had not been seen. He had not been known very well. And the birth of Jesus was that time where God became a man. Where God became visible. Where God took on flesh. Where God took on physical form. So Jesus is God in the physical form. Amen. Amen. God, God in the physical form. Jesus is God in human flesh. Amen. Amen. And it's so important that we understand this because when we understand this, then we understand what Christianity is all about. If we do not understand God in human form, then you can't understand Christianity. Amen. Amen. Your Christianity will be like a church Christianity where you just dance and go home. Amen. Amen. So I'm talking about joy to the world. Amen. Amen. And Christmas is the birth of God's joy to the world. Right down is very important. Christmas is the birth of God's joy to the world. Is that not powerful? I'm going to make sure I teach for just a few minutes. Is that not true? Christmas is what? The birth of God's joy to the world. And Jesus is God's bundle of joy. God's bundle of joy to the world. Jesus Christ is God's bundle of joy to the world. Jesus is God's bundle of joy to the world. He is the person of God's joy. It's God's joy in person. Jesus is God's joy in person. So, Jesus is God's joy. Is that not powerful? In person. Or Jesus is the person of God's joy. So anyone who saw Jesus was looking at God's joy in person. Now when we talk about joy, joy is not happiness. Joy is different according to the scriptures, not according to the dictionary. According to the scriptures, joy is not happiness. In fact, joy is, is a product of God. Joy is a product of God. Amen. Amen. Joy is a product of God. Joy is God's emotion displayed. Joy is God's emotion displayed. Are you following? Joy is God's emotion displayed. So before we come to even Jesus as the person of joy... God is joyous. God is a person of joy. And when we say that God is a person of joy, what we, we means is that God has what we call his good pleasure. 
So you read the scriptures and it talks about God doing things according to his good pleasure. Amen. Are you in church? So God doing things according to his good pleasure. God's good, good pleasure is what we call joy. The Bible says he predestined us according to his good pleasure. See, whenever you see according to his good pleasure, he's talking about the joy of God. He's talking about the joy of God. So joy also means God's good pleasure. And in the, in the Christian, or with regards to the Christian, joy is a product of God. Joy is a product of the human spirit. With regards to the Christian, joy is a product of the human spirit. Why? Because God's good pleasure is deposited in the human spirit when we are born again. So we normally say that joy is a fruit of the spirit. Oh, joy is a fruit of the human spirit. Are you here? Who is following what I'm teaching? So, when it comes to God, He does things according to His good pleasure. When we say God does things according to His good pleasure, it means that He He does things according to His delight. Do you understand? So, God is joyous when He sees the sick healed. Healing is the good pleasure of God. God is delighted when he... Do you understand what I'm saying? God is delighted when he sees a soul saved. The scripture says when a soul is saved, there is rejoicing in heaven. Is that what the scripture says? That is joy. That's a demonstration of God's joy. His delight in seeing such happenings. Like a soul saved. Like the death of a Christian. When a Christian dies in Christ, or when a person dies in Christ, he's joyous to God. Are you following what I'm saying? When a Christian experiences the riches of God, the wealth of God, and is blessing the kingdom, it's a blessing to the kingdom, God is joyous. Are you following what I'm teaching? God is joyous. All these acts are done according to what we call God's joy. Into bracket, God's good pleasure. God's good pleasure is his delight in demonstrating his love toward humanity. God's good pleasure is his delight or his satisfaction which he derives. Are you writing it down? Are you learning Christmas today? Yes, sir. Every day here is another day. So I said what? God's good pleasure is his delight or his satisfaction which he derives in expressing his love to humanity. Expressing his love to humanity. That is good pleasure. Is that not powerful? Who is following that, what I've just said? Is that not powerful? Okay, so, it's so important that we understand that joy has to do with God's good pleasure. When he sees good works being done, when he sees greater works being done, when he sees the kingdom being populated, he has joy. He has good pleasure. 
Shout hallelujah. So when we say that Christmas is God's joy in demonstration, Christmas is God's joy in demonstration. What's happening? Come on, shout hallelujah. Is that not powerful? Before we come to the Christmas, go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Is that not powerful? Chapter 5, chapter 1, verse 5. Shout glory. It says, Having predestinated us unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Do you see it there? He says, He predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself. That's God. It says, according to the good pleasure of his will. According to the joy of his will. According to the delight of his will. So, because according to the good pleasure of his will. So, that good pleasure there is also referring to God's joy. What is his joy here? His joy in adopting us as his children by Christ Jesus. So, when, because God can see that he has children on earth, he is joyous. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm teaching? So, God sees children, his children, and is joyous. He's delighted. Amen. So, when we talk about joy, it's so important. So, Jesus is the birth of God's joy. That means that before Jesus came, God had not yet demonstrated or displayed his joy to anyone. Before Jesus came. When Jesus came or Jesus was born, God had given birth to his joy in person. Jesus is the person of God's joy to give to humanity. Why is that so important? Is that not powerful? Is that that powerful? So when we talk about joy to the Christian, we say the Christian is joyous or the Christian has seen joy or the Christian is walking in joy. He's not walking in happiness. Happiness is conditional. That's the difference between joy and happiness. It's conditional. When your condition is good, you feel happy. Happiness is a result of feelings. Amen. Joy is a result of the human spirit. The new man. So when you are born again, you have what we call the fruit of joy in your spirit. It is an expression that the Christian gives. A Christian lives in joy, or he's joyous, he gives expression to joy. Joy is an expression of the Christian. And this joy arises, that's to the Christian, joy arises from the demonstration of God's goodness. So when God demonstrates his goodness or his kindness to us, 
or since God has demonstrated his, his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, we are a people of joy. Do you understand? And whenever he demonstrates his kindness, his goodness to us through different means, we also express joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So joy is a product that, that is not just, it's different from happiness. Happiness is a feeling. You wake up and you feel happy today. Or you don't feel happy today. Do you understand? Or somebody else, you has not got the money, so you are not happy. But joy is not conditional. Joy is not from, it's not about feelings, what you feel. Joy is from your spirit. Say, joy is in my spirit. Say it again. Say, joy is in my spirit. Say, joy is a product of the human spirit. When it talks about the fruit of the human spirit, it talks about joy also. Amen. 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 Who understands what I'm sharing right now? Who understands the difference between joy and happiness? Now take us to Luke. Did you hear what I said? So I said, joy is the expression of good pleasure when it comes to the Christian. It's an expression of good pleasure. Resulting from the kindness and goodness of God in demonstration. Joy. Wow. Shout glory. So joy is what? The expression of delight, of good pleasure. Resulting from the kindness and goodness of God. In display. Don't forget it. Don't ever forget this definition of joy. Look at some other person. Don't ever forget that. Joy is what? An expression of good pleasure, of delight, resulting from God's kindness or God's goodness in display. So when a person is healed, there is a demonstration of joy. The person who is healed demonstrates joy. When a person receives a miracle, any kind of miracle, said I received a job, you see joy. Because that miracle is a display of God's goodness to the person. It's a display of God's kindness to the person. So that person expresses joy or expresses delight because of that miracle that the person has received. Shout glory. Did you hear that? So first Peter, take us there quickly. I'm not teaching on joy. I just want you to know what joy is all about before we go to first Peter chapter one, verse eight. Before we go to why we talk about Jesus as the birth of God's joy to humanity. First Peter chapter one, verse eight. Are we there? Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with what? Joy, because we believe this, we rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm not seeing that joy unspeakable in the house today. Glory. So it says that we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Joy that is beyond the natural. Do you understand? It says because we believe, we have not seen him, yet we love him. 
Though we have not seen, not we believe and we rejoice with joy unspeakable and then full of glory. You see that? So, joy is an expression of good pleasure resulting from the kindness or the goodness of God in demonstration. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Now let's go to our scripture, what we actually want to talk about. Who understands joy here? So say, today, where we are celebrating Christmas, the birth of Jesus, is a day of joy. It's not a day to be moody. It's not a day to be thinking about your rent. It's a day to be what? To be joyous. I'm not here. I'm not seeing that joy. <laughs> I want to see joy all over you today. Luke chapter 2, from verse 8 to 14. Luke chapter 2, from verse 8 to 14. Oh, And there were in the same country, can we all read one to go? said unto them, fear not. Look at someone and say, fear not, fear not. Fear not. The angel said, you see every time the angel meets, he says, fear not. There is nothing to be afraid of. Amen. Why? Because all the things you are afraid of are things of the past. I didn't hear glory, of, uh, glory to that. Just an angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I bring you good news of great joy. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy. So the birth of Jesus is the good news of great joy. Do you understand that? It says, behold, I bring you good news of great joy. There are news that you hear that does not bring joy. There are even good news that does not bring joy. It's a good news, all right. But it doesn't bring joy. Is that not true? A good news that does not bring joy. For instance, you hear that your sister has delivered a child and is not married. It's good news. But it doesn't bring great joy. Does it bring great joy? Or you hear the daughter of WCN is pregnant and is not married. It's good news that is pregnant. But it's not great joy. Is it great joy? No, sir. No, sir. So there are good news that are not of what great joy. But it says, Behold, I bring you good tidings. Or good tidings means good news. Good news of great joy. It says, This joy shall be to all people. Oh, is that not powerful? A joy that is to all people. Why is he saying that? Because before Jesus was born, the whole world was in chaos. The whole world. The whole world was full of troubles. Before Jesus was born. Men were not living in joy. Men were living in misery. 
in pain before Jesus was born. Men were suffering. Men were struggling. Men were sick, without hope. Dominated by devils, demons, evil spirits, without hope. Humanity was hopeless. Why? Because Satan had become the Lord of the world. So before Jesus came, there was no joy. When God made man in his image, man had sinned. Man had disobeyed. By man's disobedience, he has made Satan the God of this world or the Lord of this world. When Satan took over, why? Because in Genesis, we are told that Adam was created to dominate the earth. Or to rule on this earth. When Adam sinned through disobedience, Satan took over rulership from Adam. When Satan took over, the next thing was to control the world. To control the world. So Satan started controlling humanity. Satan started afflicting humanity. The whole creation went into disarray because Satan had taken over. And Adam handed over this authority or this dominion to Satan. So there was no joy from the day man sinned until Jesus was born. Are you hear what I'm saying? God worked with men, but it was not, God was not at peace. He wasn't joyous. There was no delight. Because even though he was working with men, Satan still had control. Satan was still ruling. Man had become hopeless. Just having no hope in this world. Without God, the Bible says. Is that not powerful? Take us to Ephesians chapter 2 there. So, I want us to look at some of the scriptures. Amen. Are you in church? It looks like you are not responding. Or are you looking for somebody else apart from yourself? <laughs> you want to celebrate the Christmas with somebody or you celebrate by yourself? What do you guys think? I said, what do you guys think? Uh, because this is your... Is that not powerful? So Satan had taken over the human race. God had programmed the human race in Genesis. God had programmed creation. All the things he had created, the Bible says, he saw that they were all good. Even the moons, when he created, they said, and God saw that it was good. God created everything he created and looked at it and said, you are good. Wow. Is that not powerful? And looked at man to he says, man, you are good. But when Satan took over, Satan started afflicting human, the human race. Satan began to reprogram the human race. Satan introduced his wicked nature into the human race. So you see spiritual death introduced into human beings. Spiritual death is the nature of the, of the devil found in the spirit of a man. Spiritual death is, is the separation of God from man. 
So Satan introduced his nature of sin into man. Man was good when God created him. Do you understand that? Lion was good when God created it. The antelope was good when God created it. Even mosquito was good when God created it. Come on, shout glory. glory. Immediately Satan took over. Satan introduced his nature of sin into the human spirit and introduced his nature of corruption into the world. And Satan started ruling. So at the point in time, man had become so sinful to the point where man was abusing what God had made right. Man had become so sinful that God looked at man and said that look at this man that I've created. Look at this generation of men. Look at them. Even their imaginations, their thoughts, their actions are all evil continually. Since my spirit shall no longer strive with man. For all his imaginations, even what he imagines are evil imaginations. His thoughts are evil. His actions are evil. God had been displeased. The displeasure of his will. The displeasure. God was displeased. And Satan had taken over as the new boss. So you see the nature of sin leading into death, spiritual death, where man couldn't really relate with God on, on a spirit basis. On a spirit basis. Yes, God, God worked with certain men. But they couldn't relate with, God, with him on a spirit basis. Are you following what I'm saying? The relationship was not spirit to spirit like we have now. Because the nature of sin was in man. That is why God had to resort to covenant in the Old Testament. So let me make a covenant. So through covenant, there is an agreement. And through that agreement, there is a relationship. But that was not God's plan. In Genesis, the Bible says that God, the presence of God came to, to Adam in the garden. Is that not true? And one day when the presence of God or the voice of God was coming, the voice of God is God's presence, was coming... And said, Adam, where are thou? And Adam was running away to hide. That is alienation. He was running away to hide. He says, Adam, where have you passed? Adam was hiding behind some trees. And hiding behind some pillars somewhere. He said, Adam, where are you? Adam said, Lord, I found out that I'm naked. He says, how do you know you are naked? What is happening? Adam said, what you told me not to do. I have done it. I've made a mistake. Man had sinned. And evil started working in man. So from the nature of sin, we go to what we call spiritual death. A separation between God and man. That is how come one time God went to Noah and said, Noah, let me clear this whole generation. Why will he clear the whole human race? Because evil was being promoted in the human race. Not only evil, corruption. Corruption in the world. Corruption in the world. Everything was decaying. Everything was spoiling. 
everything had become an enemy to man. So all the animals had become an enemy. They had become enemies. Adam named the lion. Says you shall be called lion. Now lion sees Adam and is chasing Adam. Adam is running for his life. The principles of God had been broken. From the beginning it was not so. But when the devil took over, he started introducing his own nature. His negative nature. His wicked nature. So in the, in the gospel of John, Jesus speaking, he says that he says, Satan, you are of your father the devil. He says, and his last will you fulfill. That was Satan, that was Jesus speaking concerning the Israelites. He says you are of your father the devil. He called them, says you are of your father the devil. He says, and his last will you fulfill. You you will do the works of Satan. He was talking to the Israelites. He says he was a murderer from the beginning. The first person to ever kill was Satan. Since then we see killing, killings, killings till today. Where people still say that we are what Boko Haram and adopt people and kill them. That's the spirit, the wicked spirit of Satan at work. That is the nature of Satan. Murder is God's nature, is, is the Satan's nature at work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Man started killing his own neighbor. Man started killing his own wife. And we still see it today. We see a couple were fighting in the room and then one killed the other. They said a friend, friend, and then they took their friend to someone and they killed one for rituals. How many of you have heard all of those things before? They said somebody is cutting human spare parts and putting human parts and putting them in fridge to sell. The, the wicked nature of the devil in demonstration. Because those people have not given their life to Christ. But before Jesus came, God did not have good pleasure. God did not have joy. Why? Because a different Lord was controlling the human race. And making man so hopeless and helpless. So in Ephesians chapter, are you in church today? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12. Ephesians 2 12. I bring you what? Glad tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all the people. Shall glory to that. That's the angel's announcement. It says I bring you glad tidings of great joy. Good news of great joy. Which shall be to all the people. Oh. It's important we, we move our Christianity beyond this church. There is something about us. Look at you. Say, there is something about me. Say that. Say, there is something about me. There is a way God sees us. When God sees you, he's so joyous. It doesn't matter what you are yet to see in your life. When God sees you, he sees you complete. When God looks at the Christian with his eye, he looks at a complete person. He's not looking at somebody who is lacking in any, any way. He says, you are complete in me. God has so much joy. When he sees what our last coming, he says, wow. wow. That is why we celebrate Christmas. So whenever you are coming to church, you dress your best. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. You dress your best. You are happy. You are full of glory. Instead of letting situations dominate you. Let, oh, I had a message I wanted to see this morning. I had a lot of message to teach, but let me talk about the joy. 
<laughs> I wanted to teach on Christ willing your mind. Do you understand? Knowing that you are complete in Christ. Say, I'm complete in Christ. Think about it. The angel made that announcement. And I'm bringing good news to you. Good news that will bring what? Great joy. It says to all the world. So at this particular time, 25th, where we are celebrating, we are celebrating the good news of great joy to all the world. And that joy is a person. And you see, I said God is happy when he sees you because we are associates with that person who is God's joy. Do you get what I'm talking about? Somebody says he's an associate of MPP. Is that not true? And he's happy that MPP is in power. Is that not true? You are an associate of Christ Jesus who is great joy. Or who is God's joy. We are part of Jesus. That's why you're a Christian. Say, I'm a Christian. You are not hiding at the corner. Are you going to church? You are hiding at the corner. You are running from your friends. Wow. You go to church. You, you wear your suit or you wear your nice dress. And you are coming and you are happy. Your friends say, why are you going to say, I'm going to church? Wow. Is that not powerful? Because you have become an associate of this joy. This person who came with joy. Before he came, the whole world was chaotic. Look at the description he gives. It says that at that time, when you were without Christ, give me an NIV or an Amplified so that it will be very clear. When we were without, that was when there was no Christ at that time. No Christ. Look at what was happening to man. Is that not strange? Oh, I said, is that not strange? How depressed man was. You are born again, you can't be depressed. It doesn't matter what you see or what you don't see. So there are people who think, oh, we, we can make this person depressed. Yo, you can't make us depressed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say, I can't be depressed. It says, remember that you were at that time separated, living apart from Christ, excluded from all part in him, utterly estranged and outlawed from the rights of Israel as a nation, and strangers with no share in the sacred compacts. Oh, give me a new one, another one. Is that not true? Give me the NIV quickly. The King James is powerful, but I want a, a, a new living translation or NIV or something that is more simple so that I don't teach experience all of that. Remember that at that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreignness to the covenant of the promise, without hope, without God in this world. So man was without hope. Man was hopeless. A hopeless man has nothing to live for. Man was helpless. No one to assist him in life. No one to call on. Now we can call on the name of Jesus. He is our helper. But there was no one to call. To call on. No one to assist. No one to help. And there are Christians who still live like that. Because they don't understand what has happened now. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But we understand. Say, I understand, sir. I understand. Jesus, without hope, without God, what does it mean when a a man is living a life without God? There are men like that. They say they are atheists. They say, we don't believe in any God. We don't believe in the Bible. 
We don't believe in any book. We are by ourselves. Atolokotos apaligados. What do you guys think? They are without God in this world. They are without God. Those people, the Bible says, Satan has blinded their minds, the minds of them that believe not. Satan has blinded that atheist mind not to believe. So that the light of the gospel will shine. Because when the light of the gospel shines and you are part of Christ and Christ is part of you, your life is full of glory. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes, Unfortunately, there are many Christians who live as if they don't have God. They live as if they are not associated with God. They just go to church, dance, dance, and go home. You are treating the church as an organization, not as a kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Without God. So Satan became the boss. The boss. In Luke, when Jesus was fasting, he called Jesus forward. He says, Jesus, you are fasting? Jesus said, yes. He said, I am Satan. Lucifer. Now I'm Satan. I took dominion from Adam. Do you remember that? He says, if you bow down to me, so all the riches in this world I'll give to you. He had become the God of the world. Ruling over the human race. And afflicting the human race with death. Nobody died in Genesis. Until Adam sinned. From that time, somebody will be dying and something and die. The whole family will be crying. Humanity has been afflicted with pain. The pain of death. Humanity has been afflicted with the cruelty of sickness. They say the whole person's body is rotten. And we don't have any way to help the person. The cruelty of sickness. They say that that is cancer. It will kill you. We've given you all the medications, but cancer has no cure. The cruelty of sickness. From Satan. Afflicting the whole world. So man was without hope. That is why it's important that during this time, we become so joyous and hopeful. As Christians. We are not just dancing. We are, we are joyous, joyous. Come on, shout glory. glory. Who is following me? So powerful. Romans chapter 5 verse 14. I bring you glad tidings of great joy. So today you take a picture here with your what? With your Christmas hat like that. Christmas is not about Santa Claus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's important that we Christians and Christian parents train our children well. It is not the world. There is no Santa Claus in the Bible. Have you seen Santa Claus in the Bible? So it is not the world that teaches our, Christ, our children what is Christ, Christ, Christmas. Is that not true? It is us to teach the world what is Christmas. Because Christmas is a celebration, is a celebration of the birth of Jesus. So if we take that as take that granted, oh, the birth of Jesus, so what? And then we are celebrating what US is giving us or Europe is giving us. Do you understand? And we are seeing it as an, a holy day. Where there is a man called Santa Claus who has won some kind of something, something, and is giving gifts. And we are telling our children, Christmas is about Santa Claus giving gifts. That is wrong. I said what? Uh, Christmas has nothing to do with Santa Claus. If they want to celebrate Santa Claus, they should look for another holiday. And fix it somewhere in August or September. And celebrate that Santa Claus there. But to us Christians, Christmas is the birth 
of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God who came into human flesh. That's Jesus. Jesus is God. Some people say, have you seen God before? We've not seen God. God came on this earth and demonstrated himself. And God is still on this earth now. Now, God is still on. He has not just run away to go and hide. And he's waiting for the rapture. God is still on earth. Did you hear what I said? The God on earth is the one we refer to as the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit lives in the Christian. So when the Christian is coming, it is like Christ coming. Did you hear what I said? So the Holy Spirit, that's why we say, speak, we, we, we learn and say, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are filled with God. So God has not escaped to hide somewhere. He is still here with us. How many Christians are conscious of this truth? We have a lot of work to do. What do you guys think? So they should look for some August, September and fix the date of Santa Claus who gives gifts. Is that not true? Just like uh, St. Valentine who does whatever he does. But on the 25th and throughout this season, we are celebrating God who became a man. Do you understand what I'm saying? And why do we celebrate? Because he did not just become a man. He came to demonstrate joy. And I'll show you how. How he did that. And not only that, he has brought all human beings who believe in him into him, unto himself. So all of us who have believed in Christ Jesus, we, have, we say, oh, I believe in Christ, now I'm a Christian. We have been brought into Christ Jesus. We have become Christ Jesus' associates. Yes, Do you understand? Yes, we have a new name now. We have a new, we are living in a new name. Yes, we are not Cynthia Opoku walking around. No. No. That's Cynthia Opoku, there is a tag. There is a name tag. Oh, I'm not hearing the glory to that. Hallelujah. That tag is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Cynthia Opoku, Jesus Christ. Glory. Jesus has named you after him. You name something that belongs to you after you. You see your child, I have named you after me because you belong to Is that not true? You can even name your car after you. But this time, Christ Jesus has named us after him, himself. We are, we are tagged with Jesus Christ. When Satan sees us, he says, this one belongs to Jesus Christ. When we also see Satan, we say, get lost. He says, yes, sir. We know that I know you are the master now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You tell Satan, he says, get lost. Satan says, yes, sir. I know you belong to Jesus. What you say is what he says. Did you hear what I said? So there is joy. Because of this, there is joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It says, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Death kept on reigning. Why? Satan's nature of sin had produced death. When I talk about death, you are talking about spiritual death and physical death. This death that Satan's nature of sin had produced brought forth sicknesses, brought forth diseases. Oh. Brought forth corruption. All the trees that were once standing and green, at a point in time, it begins to become brown and other things. Corruption on trees, corruption on animals. Man looks to a tree. He says, this tree is a tree that is a, a, a divine tree. That which God created. Man had made, they created his God. 
He said, from today, this tree is my God. I'll be worshipping you. There are some people that now that we are celebrating the birth of Jesus, they are under some tree somewhere lying down in their white cloth. They are so boastful of it. Malagadosh, the Bible says they walk in darkness. And they are out of course. Wearing a white robe, lying under a tree somewhere. Putting shrine, uh, what? Uh, uh, what? Alcohol, champagne or whatever it is, snap on their bodies. And celebrating themselves. They say we are celebrating the new year. Our God, the goat, has helped us to pass through the year successfully. Our tree, our God, the tree. Have you seen such people? Out of course. Who introduced all those ideas into humanity? Satan. Do you have demonic ideas introduced? Are you getting what I'm saying? They call evil spirits their God. When they do that, then Satan's agents that we call evil spirits, demonic spirits, rulers of dark ages, those evil spirits, they are spirit beings, they go to occupy that tree. Then they begin to demonstrate that anything is there. To let the people have more faith in that tree. So to them they are worshipping a tree. But the scripture says that they are worshipping an evil spirit. Some worship the moon. There are nations that want to go and preach the gospel to. The president says no, you can't preach the gospel in this nation. We believe in serving the moon. In those, in those nations, there are laws binding the gospel. Because they have faith in the moon. They have faith in the sun. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They have faith in the star. They say the star is their God. Distorted creation. Who did that? Satan. Man was serving the created instead of the creator. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So all these things on this earth land, they are not ordinary things. They are programmings of the devil. This is what God looked at and was not happy. Was displeased. What is happening? I created this world very great. I made the stars and the moon. I made all these lights. I made the earth. I made man to control this earth. How come man is now serving the stars that I created? Displeased. God was displeased. And Satan was afflicting man. You see it in this scripture. Let's go to another scripture right now. Are you in church today? Who is following the teaching today? Oh, next time when you are coming to church, bring a book and a pen. What do you guys think? And be happy that you are coming to write something. Your life is set. Are you in Christ Jesus? Oh, then you are not out of course. Are you out of course? Christ has restored that. He has restored, restored man to be on course. He has brought man to be on course with him. This is for you are a chosen generation. This is for you are a royal priesthood. This is for you are a holy nation. To demonstrate the marvelous deeds of God. But before Jesus came, without God, by the description, without hope, Living in a life, living a life that was out of course, carrying goat by this time. Those people they say those are ancestors. Those are ancestors. what ancestors? They were carrying goats. Some of them they say oh, you've given birth to twins. It's a bad woman. It's a bad sign. 
Then they carry their twins. They say they are sacrificing their, their twins to what? To, to the gods. They are our gods. There are some places who are still doing that today. Because the light of the gospel has not happened there. Has not shined there. They carry a twin. Then they, they go and they kill the twin. Some will burn the child alive. They say this one is a bad sign. The way the child came is a bad sign. The evil spirit wants the child. The, our idol says we should sacrifice the child. The evil spirit deceiving the world. He plugs the whole society with some great plague. Everybody has some eye problem. Everybody has some something problem in the society. Then they go and consult the same evil spirit that did that. Because it's an evil spirit. The Bible teaches us the works of evil. He says we know we are of God. But the whole world lies under the control of the wicked one. He afflicts the whole world with something. Or he puts some ideas into certain men to create certain viruses to kill people. Then the people say, oh, this thing that is happening is not normal. Let's go and consult the whatever. Then they go and consult. Then they say, the, the priest will say, they, they say we should now kill three children. Then they take three children. Then they go and look for some three children who are innocent. Then they kill all of them. That was what was happening before the gospel came. Up to now, it's happening in certain places. People's children, they're giving birth to. Evil spirit is after them. Then they take the child and they kill the child. And the child's blood pours. They say that now the plague has stopped. It's because what deceit of evil spirits. The Bible says Satan is a liar. The Bible says when he speaks lies, he's speaking his language. So Satan, lie is Satan's language. He can't tell the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you go to that scripture for me in John chapter 10? Where, 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 where uh, uh, Jesus was describing the activity of Satan. Satan's work and his, his evil spirits and demon spirits. They afflict people with all kinds of things. They afflict people with infertility. They afflict people with marital issues. They afflict people with all kinds of things. Demons. Diseases. Satan, Jesus said, Ought not this woman whom Satan has bound low? This 18 years, Satan had bound that woman. Did you hear that? Yes, Pastor. Are you in church today? Yes, Pastor. What scripture are you looking for over there? John 8:44. Hurry up. Come on, shout glory. glory. Is that not powerful? Was a murderer from the and abode not in the truth. He abode not in the truth. Oh, you are slow at the back. I don't know what is happening today. Maybe your watch, the, the goat you wanted for watch has not come. It looks like you are still looking for it. What do you guys think? Elder, is that true? Elder said, Is that true? Look at it there. He was talking to the Israelites. One day he was talking, they didn't understand. They were influenced, the Israelites. It is, you are of your father, the devil. Do you see it there? And the last of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And did not abide in the truth. Because there is no truth in Satan. It is when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. He's able to create lies. He's able to do what? 
For he is a liar and the father of lies. That's Satan. Do you see there? That's Satan. He had distorted the human race. Uh, taking advantage of that distortion was afflicting humanity before the gospel came. Up to today, those things are still happening. They say we are celebrating some goals. Because of that, there should be no music. Those things are still happening. Is that not true? Those things are still happening. So we are celebrating this and this. Because we are cel- Look at us. We are celebrating the birth of Christ. Is that not true? But we are joyous. We are, joyous. We are not stopping out to dance. We are not stopping eating. We are not stopping. We are not, they've not, we've not been told, don't eat a frog. We can eat anything. Is that not true? So whether that is what you want to eat. Nobody is restricting you. Is that not joyous? But when Satan comes in, he brings all kinds of restrictions to what is good. Are you, are you in church today? Who is understand what I'm teaching you? I'm trying to let you know how the governance of Satan was. The rulership of darkness. Before Jesus was born. The rulership of darkness. How he afflicted people. Made some of them sorceress. Made some of them witches. Then a witch or a wizard gets angry. He says, this family, I'll torment the family. I'll be killing all the male bonds. Demons evil spirits influencing a particular man to do all of that. Then a man consults the evil spirit. Then the evil spirit that will make sure that this family don't give birth to this, this. They don't give birth to that, that. What is good about that? What is good about that? What is good about afflicting somebody else with sorrows? What is good about it? But that's Satan. Says, but the thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's his work. Killing. If you open Satan's constitution, killing. Stealing. Stealing people's joy. Stealing people's children. Stealing people's jobs. Stealing people's happiness. Stealing all kinds of things. And destroying. When Satan says that humanity is being destroyed, they begin to praise themselves. Hey, hey, hey. Deceiving man. Is that not strange? Is that not strange? It's strange. Strange. It's so strange. That is what man was going through all. That is why the angel announced this. Without the birth of Jesus, there was no great joy. Since the thief cometh but to kill, to steal, to kill and to destroy. He said, I put a bomb on myself. Then I enter a plane. Oh, they all die. What is, what, is, what is so great about that? They say, oh, when that happens, you go to heaven. Do you, do you get what I'm talking about? Now ask yourself, does that, that make any proper meaning? Why do you want to kill your fellow human being? And go to heaven by killing your fellow human being? If you want to go kill yourself. Do you understand? They say we are the Boko Haram. We will show. Do you understand? Then people are selling human spare parts. Human spare parts. 
killing your fellow human being. But it's not them. It's the demon of death. Sometimes some people can still still say, I'm will you bring me, you know, I'll kill you, I'll kill you. Shoom, they shoot the person. They take the person, they run away. Evil spirits, demons of theft. Demons of theft. Satan controlling the human race. There was no Christ. So he was on a, what, three days doing whatever he wanted to do. Is that not powerful? Let me show you another scripture. How man was suffering. I want to see how man was suffering. Who wants to see that? Hebrews chapter 2, number 5, 5 to 9. Now go to Job chapter 33, rather. Verse 19 to 28. It's today Christmas. We say Merry Christmas. Merry. Make Merry. The Bible says anybody Merry, let him sing psalms. You sing psalms. That's why we sang some of the psalms here. That's not true. You sing psalms. We are merry. Nobody is saying because the best of you don't kill a goat, kill a cow. It is a forbidden thing to eat a cow. Have you seen such kind of things? There's nothing like that in Christianity. Because there is great joy. There are people that say we don't kill a serpent in this area. We don't kill a cow in this area. Cow is our something, something. The whole people accept it. And that's what they do. Then evil spirits back it. Evil spirits back it. Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for Jesus. Give me the NIV of this. Man's suffering. Man's plight. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Verse 19, right? It says, A man may be chastened on a bed of pain with constant distress in his bones. Here he's talking about sicknesses. He said, We've gone to all the hospitals. The man is still shrinking. We've done all that we should do. The man is still shrinking. What is this kind of affliction? Nobody knows where it is from. We asked, what is, where is it from? Say, we don't know. We don't know. He just came home. He was just lying down in the house. He woke up. By the time we checked, he started shrinking. Another man, I, I, I watched a testimony on the healing streams. The man said, he just woke up. His belly started shooting up like that. His belly started shooting like that. It became big. Now has gone to all the hospitals. They say, what do we do? There is, what do we do? There is nothing. We've checked. There is nothing in your belly. We don't know what is happening to you. Wicked devil. Says a man may be chasing on a bed of pain with constant distress in his bones, verse 20. So that his very being finds food repulsive. Have you seen this state? Have you seen a person in this state before? His very being finds food repulsive. You give him food, say, No, I can't eat the food. Oh, my mouth is full of sores. My stomach is like this. How can I eat? The person is. Have you seen a sick person before? The doctors have seen sick people before. Is that not true? Some of you have not seen such kind of state. You have seen some before. His very being finds food repulsive. And he so loads, loads the choices of meal. He says, I love pizza so much. They bring pizza. He cannot eat pizza. Go to 21. 
He sits with his community. The cruelty of sickness. Family people have sold all their properties to tackle a kidney problem. They've sold all their businesses. Some have stopped their jobs to take care of the sick one. They've done everything possible. The person is still sick. Waiting till death swallows that sickness. And that's all. His flesh wastes away to nothing. And his bones, once hidden, now sticks out. Have you seen it there before? Have you seen this before? Where somebody is so sick. Brother man, are you in church? And his bones are sticking out. Verse 22. I'm trying to give you some of these scriptures that you know how the devil had tempered with the good things God had created. You see a president of nation. I, I read the news recently. A president of nation has taken two youths. They were going to kill the youth. What have they done? They watched a, a movie. They watched a, 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 a Korean movie. Another Korean movie. Then the North, North Korean president had made that rule that nobody watches any whatever. Because of that, they caught these two young boys, nice boys. They went to kill them. What is dominating such a man? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the world we are in. His soul draws near to the pit and his life to the messengers of death. Verse 23. Yet if there is an angel on his side as a mediator, now the king says, if, give me the king of this, the king is more proper than the angel it is. An angel also means a messenger. Okay? But if there be a messenger with him, here he's talking about Jesus. Before Jesus came, people's bones would be sticking out. Oh, no wonder when Jesus came and he saw the leprous man. And the leprous said, Master, if you will, you can make me whole. He says, I will be thou whole. He saw the blind man. He said, what is happening in this race? When Adam was created, there was no blindness. There was no deafness. That was a demonstration of love. That was a demonstration of joy. That's Jesus. He is still doing it today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He saw the blind man. He says, from the beginning, there was no blindness. Adam could see all the trees and even pick a fruit. What happened? The devil had afflicted the human race with blindness. The kind of blindness that is beyond medical knowledge. He saw the paralyzed man. He saw that child that died. And his mother, his only child, the mother's only son, he was carrying the child to go and bury. Jesus looked at them. The Bible says he had compassion. He said, wow. So all these things are happening on earth. That was God in human flesh watching how deprived the human race had become. Are you following what I'm saying? If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man the right way, his uprightness, if there be a messenger with him, who is that messenger? Christ Jesus. He shall say what verse 4. One person to show man 
that this is the light. This is why we preach the gospel. To show man that this is the way. Since I am the way, it is that I am coming to look for the way. It is that I am going to hell. They said, of he is going to look for the keys of death. He never came back. We hold the keys of death and life. And we say, shall Jesus' death respond? Do you know what I am talking about? How do we know that? We know that because when we shout Jesus, death responds. He said, but we have not seen a dead person raised back to life. All those who have been saved are dead people raised back to life. If you are born again, you are dead. You are a dead person raised back to life. Yes. That is the proof of the authority of Jesus over death. That alone is a proof. You don't need a dead body to come back before. A dead spirit comes back to life. Or a dead spirit receives life. So if you are born again, we see that you are passed from death to life. Did you hear what I said? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Since no man goes to the... That was Jesus talking. He didn't say he was going to look for some key somewhere and never came. Someone said that you are, I'm now looking for peace. I brought you peace. I saw a man on TV like that saying I'm the peace. What, what, we already have peace, sir. These Christians who don't know what they are talking about. Many Christians don't know these things. They are coming to give us peace. We have peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives you. The Bible says it's our peace. Who has broken down the middle wall of partition. And has made both of both one. You are coming to give us peace. You can you cure yourself of cancer? To give us peace. We have the peace of the one who cures cancer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then he is gracious unto him and said, Deliver man from going down to the pit. When he finds a messenger, who is the messenger? Jesus. Who are other messengers? Those of us who are co-laborers with Jesus. We are called some a co-laborer. Don't allow that friend to go to hell. Don't allow that sibling of yours to go to hell. Don't let these worldly things that you see control you. Don't allow yourself to go to hell. Since if there be a messenger with him, one among a thousand, he shall say, deliver man from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. Who is a ransom? An intercessor. Verse 25. Look at what happens when the, when the person comes in. His flesh shall be fresher than a child. Oh, I thought I would hear glory to that. Is this not a great cause for joy? Jesus, the life giver. I said what? Jesus, the life giver. Jesus, the love demonstrator. Jesus, the peace giver. We are, we are one with God. I can talk with Jesus. Jesus can talk with me. I talk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit talks to me. The Holy Spirit reveals things to me. What great joy. All monitoring devils have gone to sleep. All spiritual husbands and wives, they've gone to sleep. Thank Jesus, they've gone to sleep. You are still here and you have not gone to sleep because you don't understand this message. They are all asleep. In our life, they are asleep. Huh? All the demons have gone to We put them to sleep. Sleep. When we are about to leave to heaven, we wake you up to continue this work. What do you guys think? Oh. We are putting sicknesses to sleep. This is flesh shall be fresher than a child. He shall return to the days of his youth. Verse 26. Oh, is this not a powerful scripture? He shall pray unto God. And he will be favorable unto him. 
Now we can pray unto God. Those days were enemies of God. How can you pray to your enemy? Now we can pray unto thank Jesus. It's great love that we can pray unto God. And it will be favorable unto us. And he shall see his face with joy. Do you see there? For he will render unto man his righteousness. Verse 27. Is that not powerful? He looketh upon men, and even if I have sinned and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not, he looks unto man. If any man says that I have sinned, I have done that which is not right, and it did not profit me anything, now I'm turning a new leaf. What will he do? Is that not powerful? He will deliver his soul from going into the pit, and his life shall see the light. Have we seen the light? We have been delivered from going to the pit. When the devil is looking for those he wants to carry along to hell, when he comes, we are in the light. When he looks for us, we are in Christ Jesus. He says, where are you? Say, I'm in Christ Jesus. It is for you are dead and your life is saved with Christ in God. That is what Jesus has done. That is why we say, we are not celebrating Christmas just to eat chicken. We are celebrating these things. Go to another scripture. Let me show you. Is that not powerful? Oh, are you in church today? Romans chapter 8, from verse 18 to 22. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. Look at someone and say, thank you, Jesus. Look at the person and say, thank you, Jesus. Then look at say, thank you, Jesus. Your birth was a blessing. And it still is a blessing. Today you hear an arm robber says, I am saved. And I am a pastor today, an arm robber. If all those who are putting bombs on themselves, if their governments will let us come with the gospel, they will stop putting bombs. The devil has influenced them. And the, their government says that, don't come and preach the gospel. Don't bring the Bible. Don't do, do this. Is that not true? What has the gospel done? Does it kill? So why are you preventing us from coming? Saudi Arabia, they are scared. They would rather catch some female people and kill all of them. Then they are happy. Because they are killing their fellow human beings. And shedding the person's blood and seeing their blood. They are happy. That's the devil. Says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 19. For the endless expectation of the creature it is waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Verse 20. For the creature was made subject to... Give me the NIV quickly. Come on, shout hallelujah. The creature is suffering. He's groaning in pain. Men are groaning in pain. There is no hope. Oh, there is no hope. There is no hope. There is no hope. Thank God for Jesus. Who is our hope? For the creation was subjected. Have you seen it there? Oh, can we all read this one, two, go? Who subjected the creation? When it says the creation, he's talking about what God had created. Everything God has created is the creation. Are you following what I'm saying? Everything He has created. It says that the creation was subjected to frustration. You are born again, you can't be frustrated. 
That's why you must be in church and hear these truths and put them to work. You just stay away. You say, I go to church. I go to where? What's in this nation? What's in, you don't know anything. You'll be frustrated. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just for the Christian was subjected to frustration, not by his own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. That's the devil. He subjected the whole of creation, what God has created, to frustration. Everyone was frustrated in one way or the other. They go and see a heavenly someone says, bring some kidneys, we'll give you money. Frustration. Is that not true? You see 419, scammers, frustration. They've been subjected to frustration by the devil. For the Christian was subjected to frustration. Not by the Christian's own choice, but by the will of the devil, the one who has subjected, he has brought the Christian unto his subjection. He had done that before Jesus came. So Jesus, God was looking for a way out. He already had a way out planned. Then he brought Jesus. So the angel was announcing, Luke chapter 2, take us back there. The angel was announcing. says, have you seen this child that has been born? Are you in church or you've gone home? Don't worry, that soup is waiting for you. Uh, like a douche. Is that not strange? Is that soup waiting? Oh, Masante Malikatosh. Where did I say go to? Luke chapter 13 verse 16. Did I say go somewhere? Luke chapter 13. Check us first. Luke chapter 13 verse 16. Masay kula mantasta. Bali gosh, bali gosh, bali gosh, paladaya. Lift up your hands and thank God. Say, Father, we thank you. When we say thank God, then speak words of thanksgiving. Speak words of thanksgiving. Say, Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your joy. Thank Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Labasata lakatosh. Lekorofo supreti sataya. Lefusi teke lekosi atala. Elegusho koronko stalaya. Makarakapasata. Malakasataya. Thank the Lord. Open your mouth. If you speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Malakapaha. Are you in church? He says, let's start from verse 12 somewhere. This is Jesus. That is why when Jesus came, we will come to that. We will come to that. That's Luke chapter what? 13 verse 12. Let's go to Luke chapter 11 verse 22 first. Are we there? Are we in church? Go to verse 20. Come on, shout hallelujah. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. That verse 20. Verse 21. It says, when a strong man, fully armed, you see, the devil has taken humanity. So the birth of Jesus was the birth of the stronger man. Do you understand? I will show you some scriptures that shows that. Okay? When a strong man fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. 
Verse 22. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. You see that? So when Jesus came, the angel announced, who saw this scripture? Luke 11.22. What's in that scripture? Now take us to Luke chapter 2 verse 8. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Are you in church today? Yes, sir. Who is hearing what I've been teaching so far? Yes, sir. I said, who is hearing? Let me see your hand up. Okay. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. And I want you to see it again. Verse 9. They went to the shepherds. Oh. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Verse 10. But the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Verse 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. I didn't hear glory to that. A Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. Do you see that? This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby. So he says a Savior has been born. So when Jesus was born, he was born to save the human race. To deliver the human race. To deliver the creation that was groaning. That was in pain. So before he even did that, when he, was, he grew up, he started demonstration. And that's what we're reading in Luke chapter 13. Let's see one there. One of such kind of demonstrations. Bringing joy to that woman. The woman with the issue of blood. She says, I've had this issue of blood for the past 12 years. I've gone to all the physicians. They couldn't help me. Then she came in contact with Jesus. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Then that insists. Is that not great joy? Great joy. Great joy. Lazarus was dead. The siblings were crying. Oh, my brother Lazarus. Yesterday he was with us. Is that not what you were crying? Martha and Mary were crying. Then this Jesus, with great joy, shows up in that house. He says, Lazarus, I command you, come out of that grave. Then Lazarus comes out. Are you following what I'm saying? Great joy. He started showing the great joy that God had made him, even when he was on this earth. Then now let's go here. Behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. He had what? She had what? The spirit of infirmity. 18 good years. How many years? For 18 years she was tormented. She went to the hospital. They said this is arthritis. She went to another hospital. They said this is what? Spinal cord something something. What do they call that, Dr. Sandra? Spinal spinal cord something something. Is that not true? He went to another house, they look and say, this one is something of the spine. There was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together like this. She was bowed together like this. And could, no, could in no wise lift up herself. Verse 12. Oh, I bring healing to you today. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, that was Jesus. 
doing his works. Wow. Shout glory. This woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. Go to verse 13. Then you see, and he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. The woman was like this for how many years? Do you know what it means to be sick for 18 good years? Then Jesus brings joy. What did I say joy was? An expression of good pleasure resulting from God's kindness and goodness in demonstration. It's a fruit of the human spirit. Is that not powerful? This alone is a powerful quote for this Christian. What do you guys think? He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. You see the joy? She said, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Is this me? Is this me? Glorifying God. Wow. Verse 14. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. Look at him. Look at him. He had healed somebody 18 years. The ruler of the synagogue. He was very angry. Why would you heal this woman on the Sabbath day? He was concerned about the Sabbath day than the woman that was suffering. That is, that is man. That is what? The nature of man. Selfish man. Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. Verse 15. The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath day, on the Sabbath, lose your ox or your asses or your cows or your goats? And lead him, lead them away to watering. Verse 16. And look at what he said. Can we all read this together? One, two, go. Give me the NIV of that. You see, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who has bound, whom Satan had bound, Lo, this 18 years, Satan had bound this woman, wicked Satan. Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Do you see it there? So Jesus, what I'm trying to show you from here, Jesus was demonstrating joy. He was a person of God's joy. But he did not end that. After all of that, Jesus died. He died and went to hell. We normally say that during the Easter. We've been teaching this for a long time now. Jesus went to hell and met the altar of destruction, the devil, in hell. This Jesus. And defeated the devil where? In hell. So the scripture says that he destroyed the devil. He defeated the devil in hell. And arose. When he was raised back to life, he was raised to bring joy to all those who believe in him. So if we have believed in him, Satan cannot bind us. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was what you read when he said that if a stronger man than him, if somebody is strong and he keeps his goods, you are strong and you are holding your laptop, nobody can take it. When a stronger than you comes, he will beat you and take the laptop. Is that what he's saying? Yes, Jesus was the stronger man. 
he came to meet Satan, the strong man, and went to his territory in hell and conquered him. See, I am he that was alive and was dead. I am he that lived and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Went to heaven, I hold the keys of death and hell. See, Jesus holding the keys of death and hell. After he defeated Satan and broke the whole human race from his jurisdiction and his grip, he's given a principle. Just for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him. Why is Satan still dominating many people's lives? That whosoever should believe in him. Why are many people still dominated by devils? Because they have not believed in this Jesus. Who is the stronger man? If you are in church today, shout glory to that. The stronger man. The stronger man. When he arose and Mary and all the other women, Mary Magdalene, Jesus was risen. They did not know Jesus was risen. Mary had gone there looking for the body of Jesus. And saw a man said, Sir, have you seen the body that we kept here? She, she did not know she was talking to the risen Jesus. Why are we so joyous today? Because somebody has delivered the whole human race. Can I show you such a scripture? Give it to Hebrews chapter 2, quickly. Hebrews chapter 2. From verse 12. Hebrews chapter 2. has delivered the human race from the corruption of the devil. The Bible is having escaped the corruption that is in this world through last. Now we have been made participators. With, we have become one with Jesus. I'm one. Do you understand what I'm saying with you? So I'm one with Jesus. You are not a Christian because you go to church. You are a Christian because you live in Christ and Christ lives in you now. Are you following what I'm saying? Thank God for church like this when you hear the word of God. Is that not true? I will declare your name, verse 13. Malangosh Atalaba, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 2. Are we there? Oh, why have you taken us to verse 1? You sow a seed before we leave Christmas seed. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. Do you see there? So you say, God became a man. He shared in their humanity. So that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Do you see it here? So maybe you say, Papa, you said Satan went to hell. He's here. He destroyed. There is more, but I don't want to go into that today. He destroyed him who holds the power of death. That is who? Is it there? So that the devil doesn't don't have control over anyone who believes in Jesus again. After he arose from the dead, after defeating the devil, Jesus was born a judge. He was born a judge. When you read the Bible, you see what the people that we call judges. The book of Judges. Gideon. The Samson's. They were judges. Not because they were coming to sit down there and say, what is your case? They were coming to enforce justice. Do you understand? Over God's enemies. Jesus was born the greater judge. He was coming to enforce justice over the devil. He was going to say, devil, enough is enough. You've tormented them enough. 
with sicknesses, disease, and death, with pain and depression. Now lose them and let them go. Is that what Jesus did? Yes. Shout hallelujah. When he arose from the dead, and Mary saw him, and Mary wanted to touch him, and Jesus said, do not touch me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. So Jesus ascended twice, went to the Father, shared that over and over again. And before he ascended again, and all the people were gathered around him, and he went to heaven and never came back. But he will come again. Jesus is coming again. Do you know why? Because Jesus is not dead. Muhammad can't come again. Do you get what I'm talking about? But Jesus is coming again. That is why we have so much faith, so much hope, and so much. So that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we do the works we are doing. Jesus is coming again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's the only one who went to hell and brought forth the keys of hell. Says in my name, says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go in my name. That is when a Christian is tormented by demons, you ought to slap that Christian. I say, why are you tormented by? Do you, do you understand what Jesus said? Says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go in my name. You say some demon when you are going to do it. What demon is that? There is demon. And demon will run away. What do you guys think? Yes, sir. You didn't say hey to that demon to run away. <laughs> but you see, when he ascended, Psalm 24. Let me close with this. Is that not powerful? It's powerful Psalm 24. Oh, I think verse 11. Psalm 24. A man of glory with great joy. Now by Jesus' resurrection, we are all associated with Jesus. The joy that God wanted to give to humanity, He has given it to us who believe in Jesus, the person of joy. Are you following what I'm saying? Our life is full of joy. Our life is full of glory. Ah. Where are we starting from? Start somewhere from verse 7 and let me see. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your heads. Start from verse 5, so that we don't miss anything. Shout hallelujah. Who is in the celebration mood right now? Wow. Say, I'm in the celebration mood. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Verse 6. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Salah. Verse 7. Then it says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. When Jesus ascended the first time, all the gates of heaven needed to be lifted up. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Oh, I'm full of glory. I'm a child of glory. I'm full of joy. I'm a child of joy. Joy unspeakable. Joy unsearchable. Full of glory. Just lift up your hands, O oh, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. This is what happened when Jesus arose and was getting into heaven the first time. All the gates of heaven 
were opened on their own accord. The gates be lifted up, you ancient doors, so that the King of glory may come in. Continue verse 8. It's who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Do you see there? He had battled the devil and put him to shame. And had been, had been raised back to life. The king of glory. The Lord strong. Oh, is that song still? Is that song there? Do you remember that song? Lord strong and mighty. Mighty in battle. Did you learn that one too? You didn't learn that one? Oh. Son of God, Lord of hosts, you rule triumphantly. That's what he's talking about. The Lord strong and mighty. That's why I said he's the stronger man. Did I say that? It says mighty in battle. Verse 9. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors. That the king of glory may come in. Verse 10. He says, who is he, this king of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the king of glory. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today we celebrate the birth of the king of glory. The Lord Almighty. He says, great is the mystery of godliness. That God came in human flesh. Is that not powerful? To bring joy. There are a lot of reasons why he was born. But to bring joy. Today we are talking about what? To bring joy. So if we are born again, you are born again, you are a Christian, there is joy in your life. I didn't hear an amen to that. There is joy in your home. The presence of Christ in your heart is the presence of joy in your heart. Today we celebrate the King of Joy. Demonstrating His kindness and His goodness to us. So we walk in great pleasure. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout glory. glory. So now humanity has been rescued by Jesus. Not only that, has been raised. We all here, we have been raised to sit with Jesus. We've been made to look like Jesus. We've been made to be one with Jesus, all of us. Say, I'm one with Jesus. Say, I look like Jesus. I sit with Jesus. That's what the scripture teaches. It says, Christ in us is the hope of glory. Is Christ in you? Are you born again? Is Christ in you? It's the hope of glory. Shout hallelujah. Shall we bow down our heads and begin to speak in tongues? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kapalakata. Men koloboshatala. Melete koboshata. Sheteke pogokosata. Veliti kasata. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is this King of glory? Oh, we love you, King of glory. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for bringing us joy. Thank you for bringing us joy. Manda da 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 hasha. 
Elibat ontoli kabaya. Eva sata. Bo lakasa. Shall we please be upstanding? Just lift up your hands and thank Him. Today is a, is a day of joy. It's a day of thanksgiving. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord for today. Oh, Shadadi Bahata. Mangogon to Setelebaha. Mantelebo Koshendelebekoya. Mangogos to Kopolobongo Shatalaba. Mangogos to